0: Welcome to our podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. Join us as these neighbors drop by unannounced for conversations that are fun, relevant, and just downright neighborly. 2020 is burning. They're bringing marshmallows, a desire to talk about it, and their mission to laugh now and again no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. This is episode three in season one and I am Brian Chambers and I'm Philip Goffrey. We want to welcome everyone out there to the show. This is the show where neighbors drop by unannounced and get ready to get real. That's right. Join us as we dive (laughs) into what's on each other's minds each week. Bill, how you doing man
0: man after that introduction i'm spectacular I'm
1: great. <laughs> i thought i'd bring a little extra oomph of energy to the I show i love today. it i love it so our guest is a local houstonian the neighbor to us here at neighbors don't knock he was only 23 years old when he started out in the restaurant industry and earned an entrepreneurship degree from the university of houston in 2002 he opened a mexican restaurant with a full bar and 60 tables In 2008, he opened Fajita Pete's, which has been a local favorite to many, with 16 locations throughout Houston and Dallas. We'd like to welcome to the show Pedro Mora, the Pete from Fajita Pete's.
0: Pedro, how are you doing today?
2: Living the dream, guys. Thank you all for having me.
0: Man, thanks so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. And again, we can't thank you enough for all the support that you've given our show so far. We were just hoping to have you on today and we could take some time to get to know you a little bit better. And maybe our local neighbors here in Houston can get to know you a little bit better as well. I know that you're a big, big you know, businessman in town, but your focus has always been to keep it local. So we're super, super excited to share that with everybody today.
1: I just got to jump in and ask, mm-hmm. man, why
2: fajitas? fajitas because I like to keep it simple, man. I wanted, when I had a my big restaurant and uh, I was young and dumb, and you know, when you're young and out of college, you know that you know everything and everything is gonna go exactly to plan. I know, you know I knew awesome. everything when I was young and out of college, that's Yeah, for sure. exactly, <laughs> and, and my mom used to tell me, hurry up and do it now before you realize how stupid you are. And um, so we had 70 items on the menu. We were trying to be everything to everybody. And thank God we had a good following of, good little mom-and-pop place, neighborhood joint. But once I started catering, I said, I need to simplify this. I need to pick something that travels well, something that's easy to pack, easy to multiply, good for large groups. And that's where and I just did my – I looked at my product mix and I picked what, what was the most popular item, what I could take around town, and it would still perform the way it did right off the grill. So I picked up fajitas, and I like the versatility it provided for large events uh lunch and learns and things like that well
0: brian and i are big big fans of the food for sure I mean, absolutely is, uh you can tell that it's made fresh we we actually have it together quite often and i have it in my office environment as well it's, it's become kind of a staple for us so so when you went to this mm-hmm. whole easy to pack model was it really a a delivery focused model for you at that
2: point uh yes sir when i transitioned from the big restaurant to fajita pete uh, and the first one was invest you in the The Whole Food Shopping Center was 1,200 square feet, so it was 90% kitchen. We had a little counter and three or four tables in the front.
0: This this is back in what? This is 2008 we're talking here?
2: 2008,
0: yes, sir. You were way ahead of the curve on this. I mean, you were way ahead of of really Uber Eats making their big push and and before DoorDash existed and all that, yeah?
2: Yeah, I don't even think Uber was delivering people yet, much less food. In my mind, I always wanted just to be, I wanted people to think of pizza, Chinese, and fajita pizza
1: so you you're in the been in the restaurant industry for a long time now how did you get involved i mean when you were growing up was food always something that rang true to you or was it something that maybe your family grew up doing a lot of a lot of cooking in your house
2: it's funny we we all we did do a lot of cooking but being colombian i had no idea what mexican food was so i got Ah. here you know uh we moved here and i grew up eating all the the classic uh, you know, was a, was huge back then, and in in going to local taco spots, and we really quickly learned what we liked and we didn't like. So, going through college and waiting tables, I realized that the restaurant industry was something that you find out really fast if you're gonna make it or not. And being young, I always said, if I'm gonna fail, I want to fail now when I still have the rest of my life in front of me to make up for it. So it was a it was a a shot that I took, and you know. 20 years now, but almost 20 years, we're still doing it. So thank God
0: you've been a tremendous success. I and mean, I think that you last told me you had 16 franchise locations. Is that correct? Uh,
2: yes, sir. We have 16 total locations. We're opening uh, in four under construction right now. So we'll have 20 by the end of the year. Oh, that's spectacular. And
0: let me ask you this, you know, being that you're mostly in Houston and, and, and in Dallas, do you think that, that opening up your business and, and being in Texas, In particular was a a contributing factor to the success of Fajita Pete's or do you think you could have applied this almost anywhere
2: no I think uh, obviously uh, here people are so accustomed to it they know what the fajitas are and it's kind of a double-edged sword because the competition is greater here but the the, educating the market doesn't require any effort on my end so now that I'm expanding and looking at uh, going into other states you realize that Tex-Mex is very regional and it, it, there is a fear of going somewhere else and having to educate the market. But I think right now with the convenience factor and everything else, I think this is something that'll, that'll work in any, any, any region that we put it in the South at least. Well, I tell you what, man, I grew up in
0: uh, in new England, in the Northeast, I grew up in Connecticut and I moved yeah. down to Texas from New York. And I can tell you for sure the fajita pizza up there would be a blockbuster hit, it would sell like crazy.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Well, okay, now jumping back real quick, because you mentioned you're Colombian. Did you ever have a favorite dish that, you know, mom used to make or a native dish that you maybe in, uh, thought about
2: incorporating into Fajita Pete's? You know, I always thought about in the future. Well, I, I always thought about adding, like, a American Saturday and doing, like, our empanadas or banheja uh, paisa very typical to Colombia. But it's really something that... As you start the franchise, you realize that simplicity is your friend. So, throwing a, a curveball, it, it complicates operations and it'd be something that'd be difficult to implement. It'd be more a labor of love and something I do. You almost be better off giving it away than trying to make it a business just to expose people to that food, you know?
0: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, do you find mm-hmm. that you spend most of your time at this point working on the operations side of things more so than the actual classic restaurateur sort of um, planning the menu side of things? And, and Oh, no, he, he spends oh, yeah. his
1: time with us, like right now. I mean, he...
0: Well, fair enough. He, I mean, other yeah. than when he's hanging out with us. He's
1: got people to take There's care of him.
2: That's the hardest it. part, yeah. <laughs> yeah right right
1: he's got someone no, that, that dialed big, your phone right you, you, yeah. someone that dialed your phone and handed it to us the
0: white the white glove uh pr people
2: and i had them disinfected before they handed it back to me because i don't you know nowadays oh Brother, yeah safe,
0: safe man safe good man plan right plan there right now, yeah.
1: now i i read it in an interview you, this was a quote that i i read that you said and i loved it and i just wanted to kind of get your take on it or, or maybe maybe you can explain or expand on it um, mm-hmm. you quoted in an interview, most things you need to be successful in business, you learned in the first grade. What did you really mean by oh, yeah. that? Cause I, I love that quote. I love that quote.
2: I think that it's just very simple stuff that I need that, that you need to learn in the first grade, like share, be nice, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. I think those are the core, uh, things that ring true in any business and, and in the restaurant business in particular, but in any business, you're in the the people business more than anything. And I think with the internal customer, which is your co-worker, your teammate, that's always your first customer in business. So you have to take care of them. And by treating them correctly, treating them right, uh, valuing them, I think those things that sound simple really carry a lot of weight, especially in an industry where you have people that, you know, these, these industries aren't meant to be jobs that you retire with. So you have to motivate people, you have to hopefully teach them something so they transition to a, a long-term career afterwards. And those soft intangibles uh, would keep the loyalty and the turnover down in our location.
1: Wow, you know, I was expecting, you know, like be able to cut within the lines, that was stuff that I was learning in first grade. <laughs> so I, was, I wasn't quite sure, you know, don't eat the glue, you know, <laughs> I, exactly. I, I had I had problems, man. I. I I did share well, but and and I, that's really beautiful. I mean, I think that that absolutely rings true. So I, I think that's great. That that says a lot about about you and and your business just from that alone.
0: Well, I tell you what, man. I mean, having a daughter who just graduated first grade, I I can say firsthand that she runs the business of my house at this point. I I think she's with Pedro. You know, she learned how to share, how not to lie, and how to take control.
1: Well, not only that, she's yeah. already learned how to work all the electronics in the house. Every time we I show up over <laughs> here you know, he, he doesn't know what light is coming on or off or, you know, did our password change?
2: It's true. save save her some time and and save yourself some money and just let her go conquer the world now.
0: Totally, man. I'm telling you that's, that's, that's good advice right there. I think I'm going to take you up on that.
2: Well, you're a
1: family, you're a family guy. How much time do you get to spend with your family outside of, of running the business?
2: Now it's getting to be a, a little more regular, but it's still, I mean, we work six, seven days a week. It's, it's. Nothing changed. I think the, the schedule doesn't change, just the type of work changes. Because uh, We still haven't achieved anything. We, You know, I wake up every morning thinking, man, I could have done so much more. And um, I've aligned myself with partners now that feel the same way. They have the same uh, – they put the same importance in the lessons learned in first grade, and they are more sophisticated than me, and they share that work ethic. So the, the days and the and the shifts don't change, but just the type of work you're doing does. you got to love it.
0: Grueling, absolutely. I mean, like with any business, it's always forward, right? I mean, but would you say, is there anything that, that over the past year, especially as COVID has sort of taken us all by storm, is there anything you look back on and think was a particularly big kind of wrong turn or, or mistake to learn from?
2: I think, I mean, I mean, there's been plenty of those. I think the, learning, the lessons I learned in the first 60 table restaurant we're, we're so big and and so grueling that it, it really shaped me along the way to the model that we have currently. I think still by minimizing the menu and still when I went to fajita pizza, it was even then too big and we have sh- shrunk it down and shrunk it down. Just simplicity is key. People, I tell people now we don't sell fajitas. We sell convenience with the side of fajitas, you know, and that's really what, the push where, where this is going. Um, I think, keeping your overhead low was key, your your occupancy costs. All those lessons learned, like I said, through those six years of grinding it out, really show up in the current model.
1: Okay, so now this one a little bit off the beaten track here. Hollywood has right. called, they're making the movie of Pedro Mora, the Pete from Fajita Pete's. Who plays you?
2: Man. <laughs> I'm thinking the first guy that comes to mind is... Uh, if it was animated, it'd be the the donkey from Shrek, probably. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, I don't know. I, I think uh, there's a guy that that was in the movie called Waiting, the Mexican guy, the cook, who's horribly uh, bad in that movie and, and gross. But that'd be a, the most similar guy. I can't say. I wish I could say. Uh, uh, well, well, it's Hollywood, so they probably um, – have tom hanks play pedro there you go, <laughs> tom,
1: there you go. Tom, hanks, tom hanks as pedro oh man see I mean, we already tom did a tom Tunes hanks episode like. man we'll have to go back and edit that episode and throw tom hanks in as pedro
0: i don't know he says waiting i think ryan reynolds right away you know what can you do no 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 not at all man <laughs> well i tell you the donkey from shrek is my favorite character in those movies so I, I think that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I,
1: I'd, I'd go more to the Muppets. I, I tend to go more Muppets than than anime when yeah. when I think about that. So, so th- that's just me. I'm a little yeah. I'm a little goofier, so I kind of play in that realm. So, all right. Well, you on your on your before we let you go, on mm-hmm. your day off, on your day off, when you are not helping the neighbors of our our area and Dallas area, what do you what do you do with your time?
2: On my day off, I prefer to just relax at home. Uh, hang out by the pool, grill something with the family and, and enjoy those times. You know, sit out in this uh, beautiful summer weather, try to find a breeze somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, trying to,
1: I like how he said trying to yeah. find the breeze.
0: I'm sure there's, there's <laughs> exactly. a small prayer that goes along with that in Houston, Texas, <laughs> yep. every time you look for one of those.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> for one last thing, what do you have to say? What would you like to say to the people of Houston?
2: Uh, I'd like to thank them for all the support. I think the Houston full of great Mexican restaurants, and I think that it's just um, great to be, have been able to survive this long. You know, I think the people here really know their food, and to be able to allow me to get into that niche, I think it's, it's um, you know, a humbling experience. I, I just wanna say thank you.
1: Well, we can't thank you enough for taking time out, uh, sponsoring our show, and being just
0: an overall fantastic person here in our community. Indeed, man, it means the world to us. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and for letting you know our listeners know what you're all about. That's uh, keeping it real is what we're all about. So we really appreciate that.
2: Well, thank y'all for the opportunity. And like every good company, this isn't a one man show. We have a great team. My partner Joey who came along and and found me and helped me along the way. Uh, we have other partners in, in the in the company now that are helping grow. So. Definitely not one man show them. I appreciate their help and the, the Houstonian support for sure.
0: Well, we wish you the best of luck, man, and we'll do our part for sure to continue supporting the businesses because we love ordering them for you guys. So
2: get yourself some yeah. margaritas
0: to go. Heck Absolutely. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, and for your house. You don't even have to leave, brother.
1: If for any of you out there that are wanting to know how to get your hands and get a nice juicy bite of fajitas, go to ww.fajitapiz.com. You can check them out online. They have several locations. Let me just say, even if they're not right next to your neighborhood, it is worth the drive, guys. Get those margaritas to go to deliver. It's delicious. You're not gonna regret it. Thank you, Pedro. We wanna we wanna thank him very much for joining our show.
0: I appreciate it. All right. All right, man. All right, good luck, Pedro. Thanks.
1: Man, what a great guy. It, that was so so wonderful to have him. What what a treat.
0: Yeah, it really was spectacular having him take the time to be with us today. That was that was awesome.
1: He made me hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you have to wait until after we record to eat.
1: Oh, I know. I don't want my mic to get all dirty. That's just gross. <laughs> but it wouldn't be bad to have a margarita right now. I'm I'm mouth watering for one right now.
0: I'm content with my GNT personally, but you know what? Margarita, I I can put that in the queue for next time.
1: I, I thought it was really interesting his his choice of of Hollywood stars you know (laughs) i find that really interesting
0: i i wouldn't have guessed the donkey from shrek was going to come out that was a bit of a surprise for me actually
1: no no he went he went straight animation which i i thought was awesome
0: i I figured you'd respect that i totally It's right in your wheelhouse. i
1: absolutely respect that that is completely in my wheelhouse there's so many of their animated characters that i feel like i would play or would play me in a movie over real life people
0: you know, I tell you what—it's funny. He brought Shrek, though, brother. We're getting old, man. My my family and I sat down to watch all the Shrek movies recently. The first one was two thousand and one.
1: Ooh, the year I graduated high school.
0: Oh, that's terrifying.
1: <laughs> that was the year I graduated high school. I have no comment. I have no comment about that. We're
0: not going to get into uh, into quite that, but I but I will say that I feel like an old fuck. That's 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 how I feel right now.
1: Well, I don't even. How many are there? I, I thought there were only three, and I—I I think I've been corrected before. There's like four or five of them, I think.
0: There are four. There There's are four, and then the Puss in Boots, uh, standalone movie.
1: Oh, that—that's that, a lot of Shrek. That's a it's, lot. It's a lot of Shrek. It's a lot it of is. Shrek. Well, well, yeah, All right. Well, speaking of movies, this was funny because you—you you sent me—you sent me this text today that actually thrilled me when I saw it, and it was the new Bill and Ted's movie and what's it titled again
0: uh it is bill and ted's face the music
1: there you go bill and ted bill and ted face the music bill That's
0: right. and ted face the music so I mean, the first one was bill and ted's excellent adventure yes right? second one was bill and ted's bogus, bogus journey oh bogus, bogus journey journey, bogus journey. right and now it's Bill and Ted face the music. I guess I guess it's because they're introducing their daughters as new characters, right? That they want oh, to have spoiler a little alert. Well, everyone's gonna see the trailer. I mean, <laughs> come on. Still, I mean, well, no, I, I I could actually watch
1: trailers all day. And you've seen <laughs> the trailer for this now, haven't you? I oh, I've ref- I've backed off on seeing the trailer on this one.
0: Oh, I feel bad now.
1: I mean, <laughs> well, I'm going to go watch it now. I mean, I, I love trailers, personally.
0: You do know who Darth Vader turns out to be, right?
1: Don't spoil that one for me. Okay, I'll hold on. I'll hold on. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, 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 this one I was really held back on a little bit more because I was excited, but yet there's been so many remakes and sequels right now. Oh, yeah. I, I was just thinking that I think they're reaching with this, but it's Bill and Ted's, man.
0: I've watched that movie no less than 25 times. My brother and I used to quote it Nonstop at nauseum drove everybody nuts. Everybody. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. I absolutely adore it. I I'm I'm so bummed I'm not gonna be able to see this in theaters. Right? I would have been front row. Did they say it was co- to they were just
1: gonna release it to uh, streaming services? I don't, I don't
0: think that they've confirmed one way or another, but they keep on saying summer of 2020 in all of the trailers including the newest one was dropped today okay so um
1: well everything that said 2020 has been bumped back anyway in fact w- what was the movie that was supposed to come out oh it was jungle cruise with the rock and emily blunt that was actually pushed back or supposed to be released at the end of july but now it's what I think Christmas, yeah, or
2: fall, or well, who knows?
0: Quite, quite a few, quite a few, right? I mean, the the newest Marvel movie, um, Black is Widow, being pushed back, right? Black Widow, and the Wonder Woman movie from DC, that's being pushed back. So Mulan
1: from Disney pushed back, right? As well. Right, so the they, live they, action of Mulan, which actually looked fantastic as well. So I mean, there's all these movies. So I'll w- I'll be sad if they don't. I mean, Ghostbusters got moved back, uh, and that one I was really excited because that's another, I'm
0: pretty excited for that one too. That's
1: a childhood dream of mine to watch that one on the big screen again. I mean,
0: I take I, I, I it, man, but I don't know. Bill and Ted's Bill and Ted's is so special. Heck, every time we do our introduction, I feel like we're Bill and Ted, <laughs> right? I just feel like, and I'm Ted Theodore Logan. You Wh- know, who do you see yourself as? I think I'd be Rufus. You, Rufus. I think I'd be Rufus. <laughs> Rufus. I really do. I'd be like one eyebrow up looking at these schmucks, be like, they save the world. Seriously. That, <laughs> That's what I would uh, now. Be.
1: Now I see it. I, for a minute I was picture. I was like, basically, if someone saw the two of us standing next to each other, they would probably have you, me as as Ted or as Bill, and you as Ted, if they were looking at us.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe if they were looking at us and, and casting the role, but just, I think just your, your personality looks, though, just fits better looks. with Ted for sure. I,
1: I think so. I think so too. Actually, you know, we had a my. <laughs> I think it was my older brother and I. We used to try to come up with, what if they use something else. As the time machine or the the portal instead of the phone booth, right? So we thought about different things that they could use, and one of them that we came up with was like a porter potty instead of di- <laughs> <laughs> and instead of dialing it, they they would like. You'd you have to try to flush something, or you know, like the amount of numbers. Yeah, but of they, the year. but 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 they
0: get all like off course and crazy in 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 the in the tubes of time, right? The channels of time. Man, the porta potty would be a mess. That that time doesn't travels, work. Time travels dirty, man. Uh, you, you, time travels filthy. It's apparently, dirty.
1: it's very filthy.
0: <laughs> but how horrible would it be if, if that movie were made today? Right? It's like I brought you to two thousand twenty. No, not two thousand twenty.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> That's the worst year in all of history. Actually, depending what time period you brought to 2020, they'd be like, same shit, different day. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They're, They're just like, like, you haven't
0: fixed the bubonic plague yet? Son, you must drink your urine. It's, it's the only cure.
1: But I, I, I am with you. I'm, I'm completely excited. I mean, these are fantastic movies, and and I I love and hate the fact that I'm seeing more of them come back. I mean, you, well, you're, seeing that's too, brilliant- you're seeing too many remakes, but I, I love that, but at the same time, I'm scared.
0: Well, maybe that's the brilliant thing about about the Bill and Ted's uh, new movie. It's not a remake, right? It's it's the third movie in the trilogy now, and and maybe that's what's going to save the Ghostbusters franchise. That's I mean, the a, well, well Ghostbusters that's what I was going to say. Really good, right? The
1: Ghostbusters is not a sequel; it is a next step.
0: We'll see what happens there.
1: Well, okay. Here's a question for you: What movie would you like to see, either remade or uh, a next sequel, or I guess? An addition to whatever trilogy or, or sequel? The Goonies. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. yeah oh, the Goonies.
1: the Goonies. That's a good one. That is a really good one. Now, do you think it would be their kids? Like, yeah. Like they normally think, do it? It'd be yeah, like all I think their that kids? would
0: have to be, you know, the classic Hollywood trick. It would have to be their kids.
1: Or do you think maybe that you bring them, bring all the original Goonies back in some kind of epic adventure? That they get sucked into, like, because then you change the mo- the style of the movie. Because Goonies was really, it was kind of a, it was a, like a teen, a kid teen movie, kind of. Yeah, and, I, it, I wasn't, really it like a, adult, wasn't really an adult. It wasn't really an adult.
0: we now call it a tween. Yeah, exactly.
1: And it was great, but then now, if you brought back the original cast because they're older, you kind of change the demographic. Because the whatever they're getting into, you can you can make that more of an adult type of themed movie or do you feel like you should keep it still in the same I don't know. I feel like field. I feel
0: like if you brought back the original cast there would suddenly be like a Deadpool cameo or something. <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds would find a way to let the producers have him sneak in there. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds always finds totally. a way. Totally. <laughs> he would call Josh Brolin Cable at some point in the thing. He would have to, right? But
1: anyway, you know what? We'd love to hear what you guys think. What is a movie that you'd love to see come back either as a sequel or an addition? doesn't matter what decade. We'd be really curious. Jump on our Facebook page, uh, Twitter, let us know. Or you can go to www.neighborsdon'tknock.com and leave us a comment. We'd really like
0: to hear it. Yeah, or you can just let us know how old we all are for uh, coming up with all these movie titles from the 80s, right?
1: Well, you know, okay, there could be another Mean Girls that might come out. I'm not going to lie. I love me some Mean Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, if you've never watched it, in fact, when as an actor we did a play, a friend of mine actually had a play uh, that was called it was Shakespeare version of Mean Girls, and it was literally trying to read Shakespeare the the, the script of Mean Girls in iambic pentameter. I
0: think it's, I think it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: it was it was absolutely brilliant. So, but let us know what you guys let us know what you guys think. And you know, we want to thank uh, Pedro Mora for coming on the show today. He was absolutely fabulous. Um, and if you guys haven't been to Fajita Pete's yet, make sure you stop there and get those delicious Ritas.
0: Absolutely. And if you haven't already guessed, this episode is also brought to you by Fajita Pete's. Fajita Pete's has been feeding neighbors for 12 years now and is ready to deliver great tasting, fresh off the grill fajitas, along with their delicious Ritas.
1: They have 16 locations throughout Houston and Dallas. And with more on the way, there'll be a call or click away from neighbors all over Texas.
0: Rita and Fajita Delivery, right to your door. Check them out at www.fajitapeets.com.
1: All right. Well, as much as I love hanging out with you, my glass is looking a little empty, Phil.
0: Yeah, mine's getting there too, man. It was great hanging out as always. Yeah. So if you guys are
1: new to the podcast, make sure that you check us out on our Facebook page, our Twitter, or maybe even go by Instagram. Check out a couple of posts. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Peace out.